Hello and welcome to the Conrad Life Report for Wednesday, December 15th, 2021. Um, it is a partly cloudy day here by the window in Carroll Gardens, Brooklyn. Temperatures are in the 40s. Uh, we had a few warm days last week, but feels like it's been 41 degrees for months now. Um but yeah, I'm, I'm up to my four t-shirts and one hoodie and one fleece running outfits when I go out in the morning. Um, but anyway, it's been two weeks since the last episode, and they've been an eventful two weeks uh, just socially. And it feels like it's been the most I've done since, well, since we went to on our road trips in the summer, which were still kind of like not too social they were just like we were driving around but by ourselves in a way but but yeah I've actually done a bunch of things in the last last couple of weeks well um well first thing is um our friend Steve was in town from Chicago uh traveling from Roscoe Village to here in Carroll Gardens and um so it was great to see him several times over that weekend uh there were a couple of bar great harry quick stops i think um and he also came to my show more on that in a bit but um yeah steve was in town but on december 2nd i went to see my first um band play first concert in 22 months because even though we've been playing shows i've been playing shows there haven't been other artists, so I still haven't seen anyone play. Um, but I went and saw his Golden Messenger, uh, whom I'm a big fan of, and his hol- his like December tours have become kind of like kind of a holiday tradition. And I've seen several now. I've seen them all with my friend Eric. So um, his cousin, who's also a friend of mine, Brian Harkinwriter, works for Bowery Presents. And texted us the night before and said, Hiss is in town tomorrow. You guys going? And we, Eric was like, whoa, I didn't know about it. And I was like, oh, I didn't think about it. But, hmm. And, yeah, so just was like I had gone. I went to get a um, COVID test that morning because I needed to play this show. And um, a few days hence. And I thought, well, I got the negative result. And... I don't know, I was just feeling in a good mood, so I said, you know what, let's do it. So we went, um, Mike from His Golden Messenger put me on the list, uh, and it was a great show. We got, we were mostly up in the balcony. Brian, um, got us up to the VIP balcony, um, which wrapped around all of Webster Hall, and I don't know if there just weren't that many people there, or... Well, I do know it wasn't sold out, so maybe they just decided to keep it closed except for quote-unquote VIP, but there were like 12 total people in the entire balcony, so kind of felt great, <laughs> um, and the show was awesome. Hiss was great. He's got like kind of even a new band, but still Chris Berner on guitar and a really great drummer, um, and he did a cover of Birdsong by The Dead. Uh, I remember a few years ago, he did a cover of Brown Eyed Women, which... Um, he did on Day of the Dead, but also he did it live, which was a great surprise. Um, so that was a great night, and the show ended. There's always a hard 11 p.m. curfew at Webster, 
So Eric and I were walking down to Houston Street just to maybe get a cab or maybe walk to the F train. And then he's like, let's get a nightcap. And I said, sure. I was like, should we just walk to the scratcher? But then we got to, is it 7th Street? And he looked left and he just said, ooh, there's McSorley's. And I think I've been to McSorley's once in the past 20 years. I also went when I was a teenager um, once. But anyway, uh, not a teenager, when I was 20, I think it was. But anyway, we went to McSorley's and yeah, I had not been there for a while. So we had two rounds each, which means four small mugs of beer which I don't even think add up to one total pint. <laughs> but um, they go down easy, and they're not strong. Um, we got darks, not lights, because all you can get are lights or darks. And it was fun to be back in McSorley's. Um, by the way, the only place that in New York in the past, in recent memory, that doesn't check vaccine status was McSorley's. It was just walk on in. I don't know if it was just because it was late, and they just kind of all rules went out the window or McSorley's also seems like the kind of place where, like, um, <laughs> if they check your vaccine and you're vaccinated, they'd be like, oh, you can move on, go somewhere else. Um, but anyway, it was fun to be in McSorley's. Then the next day, I worked, of course, from home, of course, but I also had my annual eye checkup at my eye doctor on in, on, on Remsen Street in Brooklyn Heights. And I always dread it, uh, even though the doctor is very nice and very gentle, um, but eye stuff, you know, just kind of weirds me out. And I'm a lifelong eyes, eyeglass wearer. But um, this year, I kind of got over the hump of being scared of when they put that machine close to your eye to test you for various things. It just kind of went into a zen mode. Um, and it was okay. So I was like, oh, I don't need to be um, anxious about this anymore. So he tested that, glaucoma, eye pressure. He tested that two different methods. Um, and my prescription has changed. So he we had to like we had to change that and and then also he did some like gave me some experimental drops for this vertosis which is a droopy eyelid which i have in one eye and it kind of worked it's weird it it like you put in an eye drop and it re it makes your muscles contract in your eyelid so it kind of gets rid of that effect and it's only been around seven months and um but he said there's no side effects yet. He has 25 patients on it. So I don't know if I'll order it. It's 100 bucks for like 30 drop packets. But he gave me a few on the house samples. And um, I was like, wow, it works. So I don't know. In addition to like helping me feel less self-conscious about things, it literally improves my vision in that eye. So anyway, he, at the end, he was looking at everything we did in the, in the checkup. And he goes, he turned to me and he goes, wow, this is a great checkup. We did a lot. I was like, yeah, we did. Um, so that was the eye doctor. And then of course, oh, since we tested for, um, he did the, uh, when, you know, peripheral vision check. So they had to dilate, dilate my pupils. Oh my gosh. The sun was so bright walking home and I was walking South on court street. And, you know, with this winter sun, it's basically like just straight ahead, the sun, I'm like staring into it. And not only was I wearing sunglasses, but I covered my eyes with my hand for most of the walk. And I still almost ran into people. Um, yeah, so it was no joke. But anyway, the eye doctor. So see him in 50 weeks. Um, let's see. And then the next day played I Get Wild. Well, that night we had a rehearsal down at Ray's studio in Dumbo. But then uh, Saturday we played uh, a show opening for the Hold Steady at Brooklyn Bowl. So they didn't do it last year, but every 
December, they usually do four nights at Brooklyn Bowl, which they call Massive Nights. And they have a different opener each night that they don't announce till the week of. And sometimes they're big names, and sometimes more likely they're just friends. And that's what we came under the auspices of. So we played, and it was awesome. And Brooklyn Bowl is such a just pro place, and everyone is so friendly and professional. And like their crew is amazing, like the venue crew. Um, just so eh, just a professional place you know like they help you set up they do this or that you need anything they're like absolutely right away you know um so always i think this is the third different artist i've played at brooklyn bowl with and i love it every time um so the show was great um my friend Kara was there aforementioned steve was there our friend matt frampton um ray's new drum studio uh, tenant roommate was there and his brother played bass with David Byrne for many years so it was great to meet this guy I think his name is Paul Frazier and I'm just that could that might be totally wrong but anyway he said he was like he's like oh man David would have loved this I was like whoa what a great thing to hear uh, but it was very nice to meet them Ray told me that that was what his opinion that was offered uh, so that felt great so this is like continuing this like social run I was on. So um, fun show. We played well. I think the crowd liked us. The hold steady were great. The next day, my friend Kevin Carney was in town from Los Angeles. So he and Micah Craig and I met at Bar Great Harry and had a couple of beers. And it was great to uh, chat with both of them and catch up with them. I've seen Micah more recently, but I haven't seen Kevin in, I think, six months. He was he was here in the summer. Um but yeah, so it was great to see them. Then that night I went to Genesis at the garden. So now this is the third artist I've seen live um, in in 20 months, but also the third artist I've seen in four days. So I saw Genesis at the garden uh, and went with Pete and it was a great show. Phil was not great. Phil Collins was seated and walked out with a cane. I think everyone knows his current physical situation, but I saw the solo Phil Collins tour two years ago, and even though he was also seated and also walked out with a cane, his voice was stronger, and his personality was stronger, and he was more on point as a singer, and this time it felt like he was struggling, um, even though he got through it, and I guess unless you're like kind of listening for this, you wouldn't notice, but, but meanwhile, the band was incredible. Incredible band, Mike Rutherford, Tony Banks, Daryl Sturmer, and Phil's son, Nick Collins, and also two vocalists backing vocalists, male vocalists who helped sort of support Phil. And one of them played percussion and I think had some concert toms. I wasn't able to tell, but I was very impressed with the whole band. Um, and now I've seen Genesis, so they were awesome. Um, let's see. If you're asking, if you're thinking, if you're wondering about, like, mask situations, um, his Golden Messenger, I'd say a third of the crowd was masked. I was masked for a bit, then I took off the mask when I got a beer and kind of like was standing at the back. And then in the balcony, I went unmasked because like I said, it was almost no one there. The Hold Steady show that we played, I was masked for like load in, sound check, etc. And I kind of tried to remain masked mostly backstage just because, I don't know, out of protocol or politeness. Uh, out in the venue, night goes on, you just kind of leave the mask off. I mean, I did, not, not everyone did. Um, but 
yeah, just kind of navigating what's what. And then at Genesis, I remained masked the entire time because I wasn't drinking. Um, so I didn't have an excuse to, you know, pull down my mask and drink a beer or something. Um, so I just had the mask on and it's kind of hard to go back to wearing a mask for long periods of time. I mean, it is what it is and you got to do what you got to do, but, um, felt okay in the garden. It, I mean, it, it was mostly sold out. It wasn't sold out. I think that's because they played three area shows, but, um, yeah, so I stayed masked at that show. Um, yeah. Then what was it? So the social life continued this binge. Tuesday night, I went to Tom and Jerry's on um, Elizabeth Street, which is an old like media bar hangout. Awesome place. Um, I mean, not just media bar hangouts. I think it's a it's a destination for many different New York types. But um, there were some people in town, including Kevin Carney and um, my friend Rick Webb, who is the uh, inspiration for this podcast. It's, um, his life logging podcast that inspired me to do this. And so he was in town for his, um, well, wait a minute. I think this was his first trip to New York, um, in the, since the pandemic started. But anyway, it was great to see him. He was there. Uh, Kevin was there. Micah was there. Uh, my friend Krukoff was there. Janelle Gunther was there. Um, Rex Sorgatz was there. Uh, just a lot of fun. Some other people were there um, that I don't really know. Well, Peter Feld was there, who I guess I don't really know, but um, he's fun to talk to because uh, he's an old deadhead. And um, yeah, and I met some other people whose names I can't remember. Big Twitter people, <laughs> and I can't remember now. Um, but anyway, that was a great, great night. And um, just nice to have some really cool, interesting debates and conversations about art and all sorts of things so um fun night and then micah was staying at a hotel in my neighborhood the new hotel up on atlantic avenue and he so he said uh i'll give you a ride home in my uber and i said fantastic so i got a car to atlantic and court and just walked home from there so that was a great night and then i took a few days off i think did i well, no, the next day I went to the dentist. So I went to the dentist for the first time in six months on Central Park South. And um, everything went well there, too. And I went after that, I went into the office for the first time in six months. And the last time I went to the office was after my last dental checkup six months ago. So I went into um, the office and our team is supposedly moving to a brand new floor that they've kind of carved out for us and some other different teams so i went up there and this is the best floor if we get it yet in my years at this place at, at decider slash new york post and um the desks are wider they have a wider footprint and everyone has individual desks and I, again this is like a pandemic fueled sort of like decision but they're so much nicer than um the weird you know pseudo cubicles from before and then the the worst of all the um the shared long tables that people had and that, that still exist on some other floors. And it's one of those places where every desk has that button that you can like raise the desk. Um, so it's like, Oh, maybe I will come in here and work a, a day or two a week until they force us to come back just cause it's nice to shake up the routine every week. And the desks are so nice and no one was really there, which I love working on an empty floor. 
Um, so I'll see if I do that. But now there's a New York State mandate that you have to wear your masks indoors if your company doesn't have a vaccine mandate, which mine does not. So that would mean that if I go in, I have to wear a mask even while sitting at my desk all day um, on an empty floor. And I don't know if I want to do that. I also, <laughs> I mean, I would probably pull down my mask if I was literally the only person on the floor, but who knows? So I was like, oh, well, I guess I'll see the office whenever. Um, so I went to the office. That was interesting. Um, in more work news, my coworker, Dylan, beloved member of the team, is moving out of the city. He's going to continue to work for us, but he's moving to, to Lincoln, Nebraska. And so he had a going away party um, in Prospect Heights at Built Bar on Vanderbilt. And I think it's uh, Dean or Bergen. Um, anyway, fun night. Got to see Dylan and um, his wife, Danielle, and um, and some friends slash coworkers. Leah was there. Mark was there. Karen was there. Um, we also saw some people from random media pasts that happen to be friends with Dylan. This guy, Brian Green, who I've worked with and known for years, and he was awesome. It was great to see him. Um, this guy, Matthew, who is um, the Flux blog dude on the internet, was there. So that was another great night. And I wandered over to Fawn, my friend Dave's restaurant, afterwards just to see if he was there. This was around 9, but the Mater D said that he tries to just be home on weekends. I was like, oh, okay. But the place was hopping, so good for Fawn and good for Dave. And then I went and caught the B-65, which was coming on Bergen, and I was home in 10 minutes. Um, so that was another good night. And with that, that kind of ended my run of, like, being social for a week. It was kind of crazy. Um, the next day, Saturday, went to F&F Pizza with Oliver, as I do for Saturday lunches, it seems. This was several weeks in a row now we've done this. Um, F&F is his favorite in the neighborhood. He also likes Sal's because it's kind of like a regular slice joint and it's across the street. He likes Brooklyn Pizza Market because it's also close. F&F is his favorite, but he has to be in the mood to walk there. And he does not enjoy eating Baby Luke's because they're such thick slices. So I'll have, he's always joking with me saying I have to go to Baby Luke's by myself. Um, so anyway, went to F&F. I tried the new hotspot taqueria place in our neighborhood up um, above Atlantic on Court, across the street from Barnes & Noble, called Taqueria El Pastor. Um, you know it's hot because Eater work, wrote about it. Um, I think it's like a new outpost of something they already have in Bushwick or somewhere up in North Brooklyn. But it was great, and it seems very legit. Um, and I got the Al Pastor taco, which is like marinated pork, and the grill, the pollo asada, like grilled chicken. And they were great. The nachos were good, but like not stellar. You know, I think the nachos at Abilene are probably just as good or better. But the tacos were outstanding. So I will be going back there or ordering from there. Then Sunday, I went, drove down to Dumbo to pick up a bass guitar from my friend and bandmate, Drew Thurlow, who is moving to Westchester, sadly, for us. Um, and even though he's a pretty kick-ass bassist, um, or he must have several, but I was just like, hey, do you have a bass I can borrow simply to just play for the fun of it? And he said, yeah. And then when he gave me the bass to borrow, when I got home and opened it, it was his P bass, Fender P bass, that I thought was his main bass. So maybe he's just like not playing bass for a while. Drew, if you're listening, you can text me the answer to that. Um, but anyway, so I've been playing bass. <laughs> uh, I sat on the couch on Sunday and played 
CCR songs in my head for a while while watching football. And then I also, um, the other night, went down to the basement after Oliver went to bed and put on the new Can album live from Brighton 75 and just kind of like jammed along to that. Just kind of played along as if I was in Can. It was awesome. Um, and then the two other neighborhood things that happened was my old friend Jeremy uh, got a haircut at um, Blue and Black down the street. So we had coffee after he was done. It was great to see Jeremy. We went to East One. And he showed me his awesome new e-bike with the um, two kid seats on the back. It just looks awesome. Um, and then the other neighborhood thing was my friend Greg found a box of cassettes walking home from, um, I guess, other half from his job yesterday. And he invited me over and I picked up this box of tapes and there were such goodies as Grateful Dead 100 Year Hall, which is kind of impossible to find on tape. Uh, the White Album... Exile on Main Street, Steel Wheels, Time Out of Mind, Neil Young Unplugged, and many more on tape, and I'm so happy. Um, I am. I just love having cassettes. I just love them as objects. Um, I'll probably play these too, but um, yeah, it was great to get these. So that's been the week. That was the Fortnite. Um, and let's see, music? Uh, well, the Aquarium Drunkard, AquariumDrunkard.com, the great music site, released what I think is every year the best um, annual roundup of music. And um, it came out this week. So I've been just trying to like hit some stuff from there that I kind of missed throughout the year or that I've always wanted to listen to or that just stood out to me. So here's what I've listened to just in the past couple of days. An album called No Medium by Rosalie, who is a female singer-songwriter, kind of folk country. And she opened the His Golden Messenger tour, but I was not able to get there in time to see her. Now I'm really bummed because her album is great, No Medium. I listened to a fem- another female folk slash country artist. Uh, this one a little more on the artsy avant-garde sort of angle. Uh, a woman from Montreal, and I can't remember her real name, but her, the artistic name is Leren, L-E and then R-E-N. And the album's called Leftovers. Also very good. Um... Listen to this, like, crazy synth psych rock band from Philadelphia called Writhing Squares. The album was Chart um, chart for the Solution. Um, I liked it. My friend Pete loved it. Um, yeah, it's kind of just like this driving psychedelic synth freakout stuff. Uh, pretty good. Listen to an album called Windless Day. Windless, like no wind. Windless Day by Scott Hirsch, who is a California-based artist who is an old friend and colleague of His Golden Messenger, and it's very His-like. It's kind of like country soul, and it was outstanding. Listen to Barn by Neil Young and Crazy Horse, the new Neil Young album. Really good. I've listened to it like four or five times now, and I feel like I'm getting into those songs, and it gets better with every listen. Um, listen to the aforementioned new archival can release live in Brighton, 1975. This follows live in Stuttgart, 1975, which came out in the summer. I love these. I'm just going to keep buying them, <laughs> uh, cause I like how they have a, a visual aesthetic theme with all the covers. They kind of look the same, but a little different, um, kind of like a Dick's picks or a Dave's picks like that the dead do. Um, so yeah, great album. Um, listen to far in by Hilado Negro who is now on 4AD, I guess, and my friend Ben Lance has played with him for a while. Ben loves him. 
I liked it and I loved it. It's kind of not my thing. It's like very airy pop, synth pop, like airy 80s synth pop. Um, and he's Ecuadorian, I think it is. So there's kind of that angle too. So there's a bit of like, he brings a lot to the, to his music. Um, I liked it and it's definitely got its own vibe. It might've been a bit much for me. I, uh, 15 songs of it was a lot. <laughs> so I didn't make it through. I listened to 10 songs. I was like, all right, I kind of get the vibe. Um, and then to just like the last one I re- listened to on this list, which I'm still plowing through is, uh, by Mapache, the LA duo, um, folk duo. This is a covers album that came out this year. It's called three as in the number three. And it's just a bunch of covers, including, uh, oh my gosh, it opens with a Sade cover. Um, not, uh, smooth operator or sweetest taboo. Another song that I think people like Sade stands like my friend, Matt Tyson would know. I didn't know the song right off the top of my head, but it was great cover. Great song. They do, uh, sunshine of my life stevie wonder and a lot of stuff so i highly recommend this it's just like sunny la folk laid back doing covers uh so the album's called three by mapache and with that i did drink some cool beers greg last night uh we split a couple of fox farm cans uh tiddly tiddle tiddly which is a english mild nitro um like a 3.8 percent low alcohol but really good beer and um I can't remember the name of the other one, but it was their coffee stout. Also very good. The um, English Mild was probably a little better as a a beer, but um, both great. And I think I will wrap it up because this might be the longest episode ever. This is like, oh, wait, did I even talk about the Beatles Get Back? I think I talked about it last time. I don't know. I'm still, I'm only through part one because I'm savoring, I'm waiting for the perfect viewing circumstances to watch two and three because I love it so much. So I guess I'll talk about talk about it more when I when I watch it all um okay that is it for this Conrad life report um Wednesday December 15th the next the next one I don't know when the next one will be because I might be on the road um that is TBD uh we are definitely going to Baltimore it looks like for at least a night or two and then the question is do we press on to Cincinnati and see my mom and see um, my sister's family, and see um, my friends there. So I don't know yet that the plan is to go, but we'll see how circumstances are because it seems like things are getting more and more COVID-y <laughs> um, across this land, or at least in the North and Midwest. So we'll see. I guess uh, I'll let you know next time. So yeah, next episode might not be exactly in two weeks. Who knows? Anyway, I'll wrap it up. Um, this has been the Conrad Life Report, episode 76, December 15th, 2021, from The Window um, in Carroll Gardens, Brooklyn. Talk next time.